Welcome to the first episode of What You Don't Know with ECOT Superintendent Rick Teeters. On today's episode, we will discuss an editorial from the Canton Repository, Ohio Administrative Code on sponsor evaluations with our special guest, State Senator Bill Coley of Liberty Township. And we have a special highlight for one of our own ECOT students. Well, let's get started. First, let me respond to an article that was in the Canton Repository done by the editorial board this morning titled, Tactics Might Delay Charter School Evaluation. My guest and I will cover some of the key topics related to this editorial, but I want to take, make a couple of key points for everybody to think about when you're reading your own local newspapers. This editorial was written by the editorial board of the Canton Repository, and they quote their factual information in the article as being reported by the Cleveland Plain Dealer and the Columbus Dispatch. Sadly, original newspaper reporting has been replaced by newspapers reading other newspapers, quoting other newspaper articles, and then rebranding them as their own stories. It's sad that this is what today's journalism has become. At least the Canton Editorial Board cited the other newspapers in their work. I guess that's a plus. The editorial concludes that charter schools have been given plenty of time to improve their performance. How can that be true? The rule book is incomplete. If the sponsors have yet to have a set of rules approved by which they are to be evaluated, how in turn can they possibly tell charter schools how they're going to be evaluated? What rules are we playing by? Again, food for thought as you read your local newspapers. Today, I'm very pleased to have with us a guest, Senator Bill Coley of Westchester. And we want to welcome him to our first ever What You Don't Know. And Senator, um, I think we'll start out by, one, thanking you for being here today. But tell us a little bit about why you feel school choice is important. Well, you know, Rick, thanks for having me here today. You know, I've been a passionate advocate for school choice since I got first got to the legislature 12 years ago. And, and the reason is parents know what's best for their kids. Um, and the ability to to ultimately we'll get to the point where the parents can t- pick what courses their child is going to take from which instructors and in which medium, traditional you know, classroom, uh, electronic classroom, or a blended classroom. And I want parents to have that kind of, of ability and that kind of variety to choose from when they get to each course that their child is going to take through their educational career. Well, I think that's great. And I hope that's where we move to in the future. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think I think that's forward thinking, and we know that's tough to bring people along every now and then. Last week, JCAR ended up in most every newspaper in the state. Senator, what is JCAR? JCAR is the entity of the Ohio legislature. It's, It's comprised of members of both the House of Representatives and the Senate. And that's the entity, that's the, the, the committee of both the House and the Senate that reviews the rules that are, are promulgated. I know retroactivity, you mentioned it several times uh, at JCAR last week, was something that personally bothered you about what was going well, on. Well, and the other thing that bothered me is is uh, we shouldn't do things merely for bureaucratic convenience. Uh, the, the witness from the Department of Education after painful uh, testimony and just did not want to come forward with the truth, but she finally acknowledged that the department has had the ability to comply with the Constitution all along. And, and because of timing and problems in, in, in the 
administration, they weren't able to promulgate rules as quickly as they would have liked to. However, even the rules that were promulgated and, and were before JCAR last Monday, they could have picked dates into the future and thus avoided the retroact- retroactivity problem. But for convenience purposes of both the administration and their outside consultant, they decided not to. And I'm sorry, when I and the other legislators on JCAR, we take our oath of office, uh, you know, we promise to uphold and defend the Ohio's Constitution. Uh, I missed that part, apparently, that said, except when it's inconvenient for bureaucrats or their consultants. So, of course, uh, JCAR did the right thing last week. They, they, they recommended that the rule go back to the Common Sense Initiative for reevaluation. And hopefully, the administration will use this time to correct the problems that they have and impose rules that make sense. Well, Senator, one of the things that maybe you can help me with a little bit, um, I actually read the, the rules now that have been repurposed, uh, that the department has reproposed, uh, that it was sent out with a one-week timeline for comment. And in doing my research, I, I found it odd. 3301-102-08 was passed by the department through JCAR back in March. Mm-hmm. So House Bill 2 goes into effect February 1st. They knew that House Bill 2 was coming because you have a delayed period between when the governor signs it into law and it becomes law. And then in March, they pass a set of rules, 3301-102-08. And then they turn around by August and they have a complete rewrite of the rules they just passed in March. But then they seem to want to blame a compressed timeline for that. I don't get the compressed timeline if they either they wrote the rules incorrectly in March and now they're trying to redo it. I, I'm just really struggling with the timeline and them saying, well, we have a compressed timeline because they already did this in March. And now they're completely rewriting them in August. I, I don't know what changed in four months. You know, we don't deny that that they didn't have years in which to, to get their act together. You know, the, the bill took effect, as you indicated, in early February, and, but they knew what was coming. They had time to, uh, they had time to draft some rules, and then when they wanted to change and to go in a different direction, they still had the ability to comply with the rules then. And, and, and as they indicated, uh, for bureaucratic convenience and the convenience of their, their outside consultant, they wanted the, the legislature to enact a retroactive rule, which, of course, the legislature didn't. Because when you look at it, had we, and we had the votes, had we, had we wanted to prevent that, we could have uh, disallowed the rule and then put everything on hold for about two years. <laughs> and that is not what anyone wants. Right. And, and what needs to happen is the people at the Ohio Department of Education need to get their act together. They need to promulgate rules that make sense and operate into the future and bring those rules to the General Assembly. And I think it was Representative Duffy that said, you know, if you would have uh, capitulated to the department and passed what they were asking, in his opinion, it would be followed by lawsuits. Um, I don't think that's a, a way that the General Assembly wants to solve problems with rules from agencies. Well, and, and that's another one I, I get. You know, it, it's so many times people say, well, that's for the courts to decide whether it's constitutional or not. No, it's not. 
legislators take an oath of office to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Ohio. And laws that are passed are presumed to be constitutional because it is presumed that the legislators uphold their oath. And they look at a law and they look at the Constitution and they make sure that law is constitutional in their own mind before they vote to pass a law. So to intentionally set aside your oath and to pass a law that you know has a retroactive effect and you know is unconstitutional is just is just a miscarriage of, of your duties as as a legislator in the state of Ohio. Well, Senator Coley, I thank you for that. You know, not only as superintendent of ECOT, but as a citizen of the state of Ohio, one of the things that I think people are frustrated with government in general is because they don't take their oath, uh, see their see their elected members taking as seriously as you have the oath that you're given, and that is not to defer to the courts or anyone else, but you're, you're I, I guess I want to applaud you for not uh, backing away from your elected duty. And, and I appreciate that. Well, and I think most legislators, the vast majority of legislators always do that. And, and uh, you know, sometimes you get busy and, and you might forget you know, some provision in the Constitution that might trip a violation. And, and uh, you know, none of us is perfect. But I think it's really good that we ask ourselves the question and we ask each other those questions all the time. And I'm just very proud to be a part of that body. And and, and I think the administration, for the most part, uh, I think bureaucrats and, and, and people in, with rulemaking authority, they know that. And they do that most of the time. And I think sometimes, you know, people get caught up in the emotion and the time time crunch and things like that. And, and rather than do the right thing, they do the expedient thing. And, and then they try to blame everyone else for, for them trying to, to be expedient instead of correct. Well, on behalf of the students, parents, teachers, and staff of ECOT, thank you for coming to our first episode of What You Don't Know with Superintendent Rick Teeters. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Now it's time for Rick's Rave. We want to congratulate ECOT 10th grader Ivy Idzakovich on her first big opening weekend in the off-Broadway show called Crash Light. She's performing two weekends at Cherry Lane Theater, the oldest off-Broadway theater in New York City. The show was sold out last weekend and sold out again this weekend. Break a leg, Ivy. We are so proud of you here at ECOT. Well, this concludes our first episode of What You Don't Know with ECOT Superintendent Rick Teeters. We'd like to thank Senator Bill Coley of Westchester for being our guest today. And we hope that uh, you you enjoyed today's episode and you'll be with us again in the future. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.